0: So should we just start off the show with a quick apology for how hard we fucked when Money in the Bank was going to be?
1: I was not in a place to remember that Money in the Bank wasn't that weak.
2: I was sick. (laughs) Blake wasn't sober. What was your excuse, Scotty?
0: I I was having to build a beautiful pay-per-view, and I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, okay. So so it was completely your fault. We gotta sw- that was completely we- your fault. Yeah, because, the- of that, a, because of that, I didn't get it. Because of that, I didn't get to talk about Dominion when it happened. I'm <laughs> salty about that.
0: <laughs> I mean, on the bright side, we did get to take a nice vacation off. But now we're back. It's fight, boys. Well. Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am one of your hosts, the shill master general himself,
1: Scotty Moore. And it's me. It's me, the completely sober B, um, <laughs> the the plattest man on the planet.
0: You said that like you're going through Alcoholics Anonymous or some shit, just like, one weekend guys, I'm making it. Just gotta need you guys to bring me through.
1: Let's go. No, nope, I will say last time we recorded was an experiment, and it was not a good experiment. Oh, so much that you were <laughs> you forgot when
0: pay per views happened, but it's okay. Sober me did the same thing. <laughs>
2: uh, I mean, I mean, what was the experiment? Was experiment that went wrong? Eating an entire bag of chips while recording? Yeah, please don't do that again. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes, that was it. Oh, and the other voice you hear is is a man with no name. A boy called Sue. It it's the D. Dylan. What's up, D?
2: No, oh, you know, not much. Just uh, just moving into a house.
1: That's good. You feeling better?
2: Uh, slightly. Feel- like yeah, you. My tonsils day. are my my tonsils are are like still fucked up from the amount of like the sinus infection and then the amount of sinus drainage that still kept going, and then the fact that I'm moving, so it's kicking up all of the uh. Kicking up all the dust in my apartment where I am because I'm not fully moved over to the house yet. Mainly because there's no internet there. Get tonsil stones. uh, Is great. So
0: tonsil stones.
2: I I had some. I got rid of them. I've been gargling salt water to to... keep that stuff.
0: Uh, (laughs) uh... (laughs) Oh. Okay, we're just gonna say to start the we're gonna stay to say to start this off. There may be a lot of moments during this podcast where people just cut out randomly, and it's no one's fault other than Dylan's computer. Otherwise, we're good. Yep. Yeah. I I will say, despite the extreme sickness, Dylan did make a very promising offer last week, which was I know you guys don't want to do Fight Boys. I I know, but can I just talk about Dominion for an hour? And I was like, no, buddy. I'll watch Dominion and we can talk about it. And I did end up watching. Blake, have you watched any of Dominion?
1: I haven't watched anything.
0: Oh! oh. It was is so sweet, sweet wrestle. Uh, Jericho Naito. Was... Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, Jericho so, so, so Scotty, I need you to. I need you to... I need you to understand the amount of effort I put into this. I took a day off of work in (laughs) advance, requested vacation time from Universal, like had something the night before, like slept two hours, woke up, drank a shit ton of coffee and watched this live (laughs) in my living room to ensure that I did not miss the main event. I missed part of the Jericho Naito match and part of like the six man tag because I had the coffee shits, but it was worth it because I watched all of the, the Omega Okada match live and I was like jumping around and shit. And then yeah. it was like, hey, we're not recording this week, so you're just going to have to let that excitement die inside of you, despite the fact that that was the greatest wrestling match you will ever see. Yeah. I'm with Meltzer. Uh- i I That wasn't the greatest match I have ever seen. I'm, that's the greatest match I will ever see. I could stop now and be like, "No, nah, I just stopped watching after the Omega Okada uh like, you know, series final. There was no real reason to keep going.
1: Nah, I'm done, man.
0: I will say I'm super jealous of you forgetting to watch it without knowing the result because that like that always no, makes that's... a match 10 times better.
2: That's why I ask off for the days when, like, major things happen, because the this last Wrestle Kingdom, I didn't get to watch live, and despite knowing how good it was, it wasn't the same, because the two years previously, I had gotten to watch it live, yeah. because of my work schedule, and, like, nothing, nothing beats it, nothing beats the excitement, nothing beats not knowing, mm-hmm. like, there's that extra, there's that extra level, every false finish actually means something, like, I, I mean, was, I was, I was alone in this apartment, yelling at the TV screen, at <laughs> Gato across oh. across the globe.
0: Dude, I will say, I straight up like there were faults. It was after the first two falls had happened, and there were still moments where I'm like, "Man, I think Okada's gonna pull this one out." I don't know, Okada's gonna get this. But yeah, that... after
2: the first, after the first fall where Okada won by not using his finisher, I was like, "Oh." fuck, I forgot that was probably something that could happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was... reminds me of my first Wrestle Kingdom. I think, yeah, my first Wrestle Kingdom that I stayed and watched live was Nine. And that yeah, was the first Nine one. was a great one. It was wonderful. And that was the first introduction I had to New Japan, and from then on, I was like, i want to keep up with these guys.
2: hmm Exactly. Um, I will
0: say, uh, Osprey has just the most fucking punchable face, and, uh, I get, is it's Takahashi, right? Or Tanahashi? Because I get those mm-hmm. two fucking mixed up. Takahashi?
2: Takahashi. There's two Takahashis. There's Hiromu, who is the crazy guy, who, like, uh, wears the, um? oh, God, I forgot the name. The Misfits jacket to the ring. Well, no, no.
0: It's not just the Misfits. Homeboy had bad brains on it. He had, like, black flag. And as he's walking out, like, yeah. all of my old punk sensibilities mm-hmm. came back, and I'm like, this is now my favorite wrestler of all time.
2: Yeah, he wears that and, like, a, uh, an airbrushed or an airbrushed fucking fur coat. Mm-hmm. Like, along with his airbrushed, like, pants that he wears. He is he's, Jap- he's, full. <laughs>
0: he's Japanese he's fu- me, let's be honest.
2: <laughs> he's full on with it. But uh, there's also uh, the Tokyo Pimp uh, and Bullet Club okay. uh, member, Yujiro Takahashi. So there's two Takahashis now.
0: Jesus. <clears throat> no relation, I'm assuming?
2: No, it's just a common last name. But yeah, that... it's like if you, if, it's like if you had two guys whose last name was like Bradshaw or something. It's like it happens. Yeah. yeah and yeah. since a lot of Japanese wrestlers use their real names, they just might stylize them. Like it's, yeah, it's a thing.
0: But uh, yeah, the Osprey Takahashi match was really fucking good too, dude. Like because I expect it because I, I'm always I will I'm a self admitted Jericho mark, and I've always I was like Jericho is gonna be my favorite besides Okada Omega, and then Osprey and. Uh, Takahashi happened and I went no These two fucking got it Like it was intense
2: <laughs> Oh man That one was That one was weird Because I was like I know How this is going To, to happen Like there were, There was a couple of them I was like I think I I think I know how This is gonna go And I was Mostly right I was unf- I was sad That I was right About uh Fucking Michael Elgin Winning but then he dropped the title back to Goto like two days ago. Yeah. It has the shortest reign with that belt in the history of it. So fuck him. Um,
0: <clears throat> uh, Jericho was a big surprise. I'll tell you that. Hmm?
2: I thought yeah. they might do it. I was like, I, I was like, there's no reason for Naito to have the belt. Uh, they just wanted it off of Suzuki, um, and like having Jericho have it helps elevate it. It truly shows, like, yeah, dude, like high level people have that um Damn. and since it's essentially in limbo now until the end of the summer um because it probably won't be used until like king of pro wrestling which is in like october uh that means like the u.s title the never open weight title those are going to get more uh more shine the junior title is going to get more shine tag titles might get more shine like it's it's a it's a good uh, good thing all around.
0: I'm trying to. What was the other? I, I also watched the Bucks versus Evil and Sonata, and that that felt like just a basic Young Bucks match to me. More than anything else, like, it, which is still a so, good match. They're like they're kind of like AC/DC, even if they're playing the same song over and over again. It's a good fucking song.
2: I mean, the fact that they are adding so much selling now just to like make a point of it. Yeah, to meant- people who say they don't have psychology, that was that was the the nick foot spot I was like, "Oh, dude." Mm-hmm. Like, are they they're adding to this? I was like, "Oh, that they're it's going to be like the gutsiness of them." And that, uh, and it was.
0: Cuz it's usually Matt. <clears throat> Matt's the one who cuz Matt has the back that he can sell really well, but usually yeah. the, like all <clears throat> of the work that Nick did with that foot was the best. <clears throat> um but
2: moving That match forward- that match helped remind me why I originally fell in love with the Young Bucks and why I and the Young Bucks are why I got into New Japan. So it was all full circle.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh man, Young Bucks are probably my favorite wrestling thing of all time. Like hands down my favorite.
2: See, it's 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 Kenny and then it's them and it's because I can still root against them every once in a while mm-hmm. they're they're good enough heels, like their p w g stuff or like Mount Rushmore I'll watch, them, but mm-hmm. like God, I hope somebody kicks them in the face, yeah. and like there's there's no there's nothing Kenny can do at this point where I won't be like, yeah, no, no, I support that guy, yeah mm-hmm. go, go that guy I
0: mean this podcast is essentially like the shitty elite. we have our Kenny Omega, and then me and Blake are our, the young bucks of the group.
1: hi, I'm still yeah. here
0: <laughs> Blake's like also on okay Blake you. Since we just spent ten minutes on I don't know if Dylan watched NXT, but I know you did. Didn't you?
1: Uh I'm I watched a little bit like of whatever match was on. I was mm-hmm. I was doing a show, so we were just trying to catch it backstage. Yeah. So yeah, we can just gush about
0: fucking Velvetine Dream and Ricochet.
1: <laughs> I was, stole e- the fucking show to me.
0: Everyone going into that are just like yeah, Champa Gargano, it's gonna be the match of the night. And I'm like, nah, y'all just fucking wait for my boy Ricochet and Dream to take the stage and you will change your tune pretty quickly. Yeah. Especially, in my- this is my favorite because I always love when wrestlers, like, reference older matches and make kind of semi-parodies in a match. When you have the guy who's like The Rock and the guy who literally came out like Hogan step in the middle of the ring and do the Hogan rock spot where they look at the audience and then look back at each other and start fighting, that was, the minute that happened, I went, okay, this is a match of the night. That's all it took for me.
2: Uh. I, think, I think my favorite, I didn't get to watch uh, TakeOver, unfortunately, because I've been, I've been moving Mm-mm. all the time, but uh, I, I appreciated Velveteen Dream, apparently, like, borrowing Ricochet's Prince Puma tights
1: uh, <laughs> yes. Accurate. I, I will No, say... those
2: no, those were literally the exact same tights. Mm-hmm. Somebody put them up like side by side, like like Ricochet wearing them at a PWG show, and then mm-hmm. Dream wearing them. I was just like, oh, that's huh. that's a good way to fuck with him.
1: Man, <clears throat> I am so happy for Patrick Clark. Yeah. After the shit that he got on Tough Enough.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, like there were spots in that match that I didn't think possible, like where Ricochet hits, like the big dive fucking like 20, he almost like coast to coast from one side diagonally to hit a uh, dream. And then dream <laughs> follows it up with an elbow drop of his own equally in an equally far fashion. I'm like, okay, these guys get it. And then he just decides to suplex ricochet to the outside. And I'm I, I, the whole time. I'm just sitting there like, okay, you you guys have won. You don't have to do anything else. Cause I I was watching it at work and unfortunately I had to drive home when the Champa Gargano match started so I missed the beginning of it but it felt just kind of like a typical brutal street fight like it had some really cool moments like uh Johnny hitting the uh Champa's finisher off the top of the thing through the table that was cool but the ending was so strange to me Right
2: No it was it was right because it it continues the story the story the story starts we are we're best friends, mm-hmm. chompa turn, turns on a gargano jealousy hatred, whatever, yeah Johnny builds himself up an in interim, chompa costs him, um like they fight it out and uh Johnny wins, but chompa's still there, still fucking <laughs> with him and john- john even wrote a tweet saying like the I showed mercy, that's my own like i made one mistake, yeah. And this match, he didn't show mercy, but it cost him. He got too blinded by trying to end Champa that he didn't win the match because he got caught, got hit with the DDT on exposed wood, and then Champa's dead body covered him. Yeah, that's that's the continuation of it. Is like,
0: well, no, no, no. I don't mean the fact that. And Champa now
2: they're going know. to, and that, and now they're going to have the last man standing match that they couldn't have because of Nakamura, and AJ, mm-hmm. and then that'll end it.
0: But no, I, I just, I think it's just the fact that it was, cause I, I wanted Chompa, not wanted Chompa to win, but I was like, Chompa needs to win to continue this. And that no. I'm fine with. It was more the fact that it was a DDT and that felt like more of a transitional move.
2: And on to expose in the ring. I
0: understand it. It doesn't mean I have to like
1: it. <laughs> I liked it because it wasn't a finisher that ended the match, and I always like when finishers don't end matches because okay. at the end of a very, like, grueling thing like that, I'm okay with it. I could see that. Yeah. I think it, it was... It, it's
2: kind of like... It kind of came out It's kind of like nowhere. back when... Yeah. It's kind of like back during the the Nexus, uh, John Cena, like, elimination match at Survivor Series where he takes a DDT to cement, except Chompa and Gargano were like, no, that would actually end a match.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. With me, um, I'll... I was thinking my ending would have been DDT, pin, one, two, Johnny actually kicks out, Johnny will never give up, Johnny's super, and then Champa just takes the cuffs and chokes out Johnny until Johnny literally passes out and then tosses him out. That's what I would have done, but he, I also... He, he didn't have the energy.
2: Yeah. I like, that was that was, that was was the key. That was one move, like one ultimate opportunist opportunity. That's all he had left. Yeah. Can yeah.
1: I just mention, and I think we've talked about it before, just how much... The Ciampa Gargano story mirrors an old wrestling storyline that Scotty and I came up with a long time ago. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, before the JWF was a Fight Boys thing, it was just a me and pers- me and Blake personal thing. And, yeah, Blake was Gargano, which, by the way, your entrance in 2K18 is, in fact, Johnny's entrance. <laughs> and then I went full Ciampa on Blake. Oh, uh. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's not a, it's not, they're not trying to reinvent the wheel. They know the storyline they're telling. It's been done before,
1: but they're just telling it excessively well. Oh yeah. Like it's never, especially with wrestling because everything's been done before. Mm-hmm. It's never about like, because it, it's never the fact that you know the ending. It's the story that gets you to the ending. Exactly. Exactly.
2: Um, Which is why uh, WWE is horrible, uh, because the story that got me to the ending of Money in the Bank, both Money in the Banks, was, hey, listen, uh, you know how we could use this to like propel people and make things... You remember a few weeks ago when I said that that Money in the Bank shows where creative in the the show is going for the year? Yeah, it's going directly down the toilet.
0: No, it's going directly back to 2017 where Alexa Bliss was champion and Braun Strowman was number one contender and that's fine. Like, it's... They're just like, uh, we don't want to try anything new. Let's just... Let's just go with
1: this. And then every now and again...
0: That's the the thing is, it's...
1: Like a
2: a little
0: groundhog
1: and say... Hey, you guys
2: want Roman? Oh, no? Okay. Man. Oh, hey, you guys you guys want somebody else to be women, women's champion? Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, blonde only... women are the only people allowed to be women's champion.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, like... Well, no, what shocked me, though, is Ronda winning by DQ after Alexa attacks. That makes sense to me. Oscar legitimately getting pinned, like it was a distraction, and a lot of shit went wrong. But Oscar being yeah. legitimately pinned by Carmella is real bullshit. Yep. Yeah, that
1: was some yeah. real bullshit. I was that, worried. that was the one
2: thing where every, that was the one thing where everybody else online was just like, really, you guys, like shit on like three years worth of work. Yeah, for this, mm-hmm. like you couldn't even make it, uh, and all I could see was Vince McMahon being there, being like, "Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna use that to get heat on Carmella." Like, no one has, she has go away heat, she has X Pac heat. She is an- like, no...
0: anti Alexa Bliss. She's p- doing the Bliss character, but not as well. No.
2: And no, no, she's doing, she's doing like the 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 like stuck up, like New York version of it, which is good. That's where she's from. That yeah. was a good. It was a good move. The thing is that I don't care.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: See, the thing with me is, like, Asuka stared at Ellsworth in that costume for so long that I'm like, why is she not just getting back into the match? Why is she not turning? She's staring at it like it's a specter. I think
2: think Carmella fucked up the spot. Oh, okay. And that's why it went so long. Kind of like how Becky looks like a fucking idiot now because she had the the briefcase unhooked and was like doing everything because alexa missed her spot and didn't fucking yeah like mm -hmm. lift the ladder
0: i will say my favorite point of that match is still when ellsworth unmasks and then just looks like a creepy old man and then (laughs) winks it was the best shit i was like oh that's all i needed
1: from you ellsworth that's all you needed to do yeah you're right
2: so so by the way, I I want to point out that uh not only was Alexa Bliss the first uh first wrestler to hold both SmackDown and Raw Women's Champion, she was also the first person to hold both those titles and win the Women's Money in the Bank. Yep. Yeah. Um, if she's I... like she's she's female Roman Reigns. Yeah. Like literally she has been forced down Arthur. I th- no, no, I, no, I the f-
1: she is nowhere near as good in the ring as Roman Reigns is, though comparatively. Better on the microphone, but no, better no. On I, my. I had a
0: better one. She's the female Alberto Del Rio during the, like, during the first two years Alberto was there, where they were like Alberto's winning Money in the Bank, and also he's winning the Royal Rumble, and now he's gonna win number one contender matches every single week, and I'm like, all right.
2: So no, not late. as a wrestler. Alex
0: is better than no
2: her by a long shot. She can't shot. bump like, like, her oh, yeah, shit. I, I as I she was out in. for most of her run. She doesn't wrestle. She has multiple title title like reigns where she didn't defend the title for months on end, like Mini Brock Lesnar runs. Mm-hmm. And then she just and then she always has to have the title or yeah, be in yeah. the title picture. She's I done really... nothing else for over a year. Like at least they try to give Roman Reigns like a different storyline mm-hmm. or like a different title. Like no. Like, Alexa Bliss has one thing. I'm the champion. If I'm not the champion, it's only for less than a month, and then I will beat the baby face clean, like, to yeah. prove dominance. Like, no settling, no, nothing. Yeah. I, the catharsis I felt watching Ronda fucking gut wrench, like, power bomb Alexa through a table was real. It was real catharsis. I was like, ah. That
1: was so fun.
0: Oh, no, no. I felt it, too, only because I love Ronda, and seeing that match in that way was like, damn it. Because I knew one of them was well, going to be cashed the women's in that title. Night, and Ron, I had a suspicion was it was going to be the women's cash in. But I yeah. was, well, yeah. Yeah, it was the main event. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking, like, I was thinking, like, maybe they give it to Ronda for a minute, and then Alexa comes out, attacks, and then that's how you get it. But no, they
2: didn't even want to give Ronda a run at all. They were so, like, "No, um, she's gonna get." Yeah, TV no, I, I'm just not a fan instead. of all of the outcomes of Money in the Bank. I don't think there's ever been a ma- like a card where I was just like, I don't like any of the way these turned out. They jobbed out. They jobbed yeah, out Nakamura I, to Styles. He's lost three way. straight matches. I, I, it's well, over. Like I, they missed their chance to have like a good heel champion. Like to have like. The first Japanese champion. They, 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 they.
0: I wouldn't say he lost
2: f- f- like three I say straight it was matches. Out
0: because Nagamur, he looked. Yo, he looked strong though. It's not like he never looked bad. He always looked very good right, in the out. But they've
2: they've ruined any chance he has of like winning the belt anytime soon. It's gonna be over a year before he can credibly win. Yeah, again.
0: I could see. I I could see where you're coming from with that. Uh, going back.
2: Which is a huge downgrade from somebody that won the Royal Rumble.
0: Uh, oh. Going Well, to be fair, the other person that won the Royal Rumble got pinned by Carmella Clean on Sunday. So. Oh. Uh...
2: Yeah. Yeah. If I was. Listen, if I was an Asian fan of the WWE, I would stop watching now.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think they're doing like a Jeff Hardy Nakamura feud now, and that's just going to be weird. Sad. Yeah. I will say.
2: Oh hey, you won the Royal Rumble. You uh you want to be the the US champion now? Yeah, they no.
0: I I will say going back to Takeover. I one of my favorite spots is where I finally realized like you know the di- people do like a dive, you get the knees up, it's a reversal. I found the most vicious move you could reverse that way, and it's a diving headbutt because fucking during the uh Black Sullivan match, Sullivan goes for a headbutt Black gets the knees up, and you just see the skull crash against the knee as he bashes up against it. And I'm like, "Oh, oh, fuck! He might actually be dead right now." That's the worst shit I've ever seen in my life.
1: Oh yeah, that was not. Ooh, that wasn't pretty. But you know what is pretty, guys?
2: Uh, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is a pretty. Kenny man.
1: Omega <laughs> is a pretty
0: man. But of course, what else is pretty is all of our merch over at merch. Com. Click on the Fight Boys section or the JWF section. I've now split them up. So if you want some JWF merch for all your favorite superstars, just click over there. Get shirts for Scotty Moore, the Rat Sension, Blake Tanner, the Dylan, all your favorites. But if you want some Fight Boys merch that lets people know that you're a fight boy for life or if you're a fight effing boy, we got all that available for you over at com. Now, before the show started.
2: Wait. Wait, Yeah. wait, wait, hold on, uh, I, I rem- I remembered something, okay. uh, well, oh, sorry, say what you were gonna say, though, hold on. Well, no,
0: no, I was just gonna say, you dropped a bomb on us before the fucking show started.
2: Oh, yeah, Chuck Taylor broke his neck.
0: Yeah, what the fuck? Okay, so wait, has he, like, confirmed this on anything, or, like, is he just trolling people on Twitter saying he has a broken neck?
2: No, I'm pretty sure that's a that's for real.
0: Oh no. Okay, so I I think for our dust watch this week, we need to give Chuck a reprieve and instead ask like Trent or someone else to follow us instead because Tr- Ch- Chuck is on indefinite medical leave from dust watch.
1: Um
0: yeah, Rocky wouldn't be a bad get. Who else would be a guy? Uh, you could one? try
2: to get Rocky.
0: I don't know why Carl Anderson keeps coming back, but I think we've asked Carl before.
2: <laughs> uh, Luke Gallows.
0: Fuck
1: yes, that could work.
0: <laughs> so, hey, at sexy Chucky e. T. Oh, it's Dest Watch. Everyone's favorite section section of the show, by the way. Uh, hey, at sexy Chucky e. T. We're <laughs> super. <laughs> We're super sorry about your neck and therefore are putting you on medical leave from Dustwatch twenty seventeen anyways at big LG, you up.
1: <laughs> <sighs>
0: okay, I think that's uh that'll work from hashtag DustWatch twenty eighteen.
1: Um we were talking a little bit oh yeah, you were make
2: uh... uh all right, so uh so so back to what I was oh yeah, I was gonna say something. So um another thing that happened um going back wait a bit New Japan, uh there was a string of shows, but uh this year's uh G one climax lineup was announced. Um and every year, uh, as you guys know, there is the, uh, the Gato, Gato Championship uh, pick-ems for the G1 Climax. Uh, last year, I tried to get us in on it, and you guys said you, I didn't give okay. you enough notice. Uh, the tournament doesn't start for like three weeks. Kiss my ass, you have enough time. Um, so, I say we, so I say that we do the, the one on Reddit. And then we just weekly update who is at what position in the standing, and then whoever uh, whoever gets the closest gets to decide whether or not we talk about New Japan on this show. Oh
0: man, that's uh, yeah, that's it. That's a good ending right there, buddy. Um, yeah, we can pr- we could probably pull that off. We could do like we may I- do like a bo- bonus episode, maybe where we do all of our different picks.
2: I mean, I mean, we don't have to. We could just, we could just like, like weekly update. Like, yeah, I got uh, this for this many right, and then maybe talk about one we were surprised about or one we were like, fuck yeah, I called that. Um, okay. Because the G, because the, the reason why I'm willing to put that on the line is because this isn't like uh, pay per view predictions where it's like, oh, I could strategize this. This is literally roulette. But, like, if you played, like, 4D <laughs> yeah. roulette. Yeah, is. if the If the um, roulette, like, if it was just a okay. spear. This is a good idea. I'd like
1: to hash this one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I
0: really like this idea. Um, in, in other news, WWE made a lot of good decisions today, I think.
1: Well, I would just like to say that, do you guys remember the time that um, Oscar beat Emma so bad that she got fired the next day?
0: Yeah, and everyone on the internet was like, Hey, don't make fun of that, and then the internet's like, Daniel Bryan beat Big Cass so bad he got fired the next day and no one bats an eyelash.
2: <laughs> yep. True. To be fair, I still am a fan of Leo Rush's tweet that got him in trouble, which is I guess nobody I guess nobody really is ready for Oscar.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I will say like it shocked me how quickly Leo got called up to 205 live i mean he's
2: a, did it he's did a it really dude. he was like he's the the fastest improving wrestler i've ever seen because I, I remember there was a period of time when i was in grad school where i would watch roh weekly stuff yeah. like like religiously and they had the um they had like the top prospect tournament and i saw him and they were like yeah he's only been wrestling for like a little over a year and my first thought was bullshit yeah. Because he was already absurdly like like gifted, uh, and my second thought was why did he think any of those tattoos were a good idea? And the second thought still <laughs> stands. But he got he just kept getting better as a wrestler. He like he went to see he was in CZW. He worked on yeah. his like Blackheart gimmick that like was visually really cool. Uh, he did like a bunch of a bunch of stuff. So when he got called over, I was like okay. As long as he gets to wrestle, he'll be fine. Mm. And then he opened his mouth, and they like everybody was just like it was the same thing with like a revival when oh, uh, yeah. Dawson would like say something, and everybody would be like, "You shut the fuck up!" And then he was like, "Okay," rather than being like, "You guys need to calm down." Except Leo Rush tried to do that, and then everybody was like, "You weigh a hundred pounds soaking wet," and he was like, "Ooh, good point." Um...
0: I was, I was actually, I think it was actually at the show where he didn't win the top prospect, did he? Yeah, he I did. Think... Did he? I thought Dijak won it.
2: No, that was the year before.
0: I could have sworn they faced off in the finals nope. of that top prospect uh-uh. tournament.
2: Nope. He beat uh, Martinez. Then known as Punisher Martinez.
0: Who the fuck did Dijak
2: beat? Hold on. Some nobody that nobody ever remembered.
1: Going back to the casting, though, apparently, according to Meltzer, Vince McMahon called a meeting in Toledo at SmackDown where he announced the firing of Big Cass.
2: It wasn't done in front of everybody. Meltzer did clarify did, that.
1: Yes, but it was just like for you to call a meeting with some of like your top execs and be like, "Yeah, we're firing this motherfucker. We're
0: getting him out." Well, I heard a lot of stuff about him being like a loudmouth backstage and like that not rubbing people right, so he kind of took after Enzo, I guess. No, no um, I,
2: it was because <laughs> so so you remember so, so, Hold on.
0: Is this about the little person and him beating the shit out of a little person on TV?
2: He wasn't supposed to. Yeah, he, he went...
0: was supposed to.
2: Not like that.
0: Yeah. Also, yeah. also, uh, Dijak beat Will Ferreira, so, yeah, you're right. A member of the hey. dogs now.
2: God. R-O- I could go on an entire another, like, rant about how dead and, like, like, lifeless ROHs booking is, but <sighs> not worth the effort. <laughs> That's sigh. just, it just depresses oh, me.
0: Oh, the quiet sigh of resignation.
2: Listen, there's a reason New Japan is starting to team with Impact. I'm just saying. Yeah. I feel <laughs>
0: bad, man. I love my ROH boys.
2: Oh, they're all really good. Their roster, talent alone, even though they don't have a lot of names, could be amazing. However, uh, Delirious, their booker, is a fucking hack.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I could see that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, 100%. I but he's but he's he's
2: like sucking the dick of somebody at Sinclair, so he's never going to be fired.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was, it was actually very weird to have Delirious suck your dick, because his dirty talk is very bizarre. Yeah.
1: He's
0: like, hello, I never thought okay, no, I was just really wanting to say, could you come on me for a minute, please? He's like, okay, I'm, could you calm down for a fucking second?
2: He is my you know, least he's my least favorite part of the ROH New Japan Honor Rising shows cuz it's the yeah. only time he ever fucking wrestles and every time I'm just reminded like oh that's right you uh you suck
0: I um, love his character his character used to be awesome but it kind of get it, it it's like a Chikara character after a year you're kind of like I'm I'm done now I'm good with this I understand I, I, what this character is I
2: need you to I need you to evolve it which Chikara will try to do, or at least they did back when they had people. You, oh. you you think you think uh people who used to go to Chikara shows are are really surprised at the fact that uh that Ruby Riot is doing so well?
0: I'm not homeboy. I rem- I went to uh, one of the anniversary shows and she was there, and I was like, "Nah, she gonna get it one day." And whenever she well, no, the thing that shocked me more was that Kimberly didn't do better. Princess Kimberly didn't do as much better. Yeah. Like, I thought she was definitely gonna, like, take NXT by storm, but instead, Ruby Riot was just like, nope, going straight to the main roster after, like, a year. Let's do this.
2: And she grew her hair out, which was a good move. She did that, and I was like, I don't know how I... No, 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 it looks good. It looks good. That was one of the few times where, like, WWE...
0: She's, I've seen pictures of like Heidi Lovelace with the short hair and I like it a lot more. I don't know. I'm a short hair boy.
2: Yeah. Well, I am too. But so did you watch the up, up, down, down with her and Creed? There's a, there's a great picture of her where they're like, they're like taking the awkward family photo where he's like had his hands on her, on her shoulders and they're looking off into like the distance. Yeah. yeah. And that was the one I was like, no, the long hair works. That wouldn't work with short hair. Like it just fits. It just fits her personality now. I just wish I just wish the riot squad would actually add up to something. That would yeah, be nice. same here,
0: dude. Mm-hmm. Like, um, in in other news, post fucking Malone got choke slammed by the Undertaker, and that might be the weirdest headline I've read all week <laughs> in wrestling. That that that
2: that's like oh, that's up there for headline of the year for me.
0: It might it might be because I I saw someone put on Facebook something about like. A fan got to go backstage to meet Post Malone and instantly vomited at the smell of him. And I went, holy shit, is this real? And then I looked up Post Malone concert, and then the top headline was like, Undertaker slams Post Malone. And I went, oh, this is a good week for Post. Hold
2: on. Gotta do a quick jerk.
0: I bet you there's a fucking, like, a raccoon or something fucking up his house.
2: So, so Scotty, the only thing better than that headline, or more unbelievable, is the headline that uh, that I saw after SmackDown, which was that Rusev is the number one contender for the WWE title. <laughs>
0: this is like when they gave fandango that intercontinental title shot that i don't think ever came because
2: he had like a concussion and it completely but, derailed his career it was like the worst
0: yeah worst timing of all time was that concussion like because they like,
2: were going to give it to him i'm like 95 percent sure they were going to give mm. it to him
0: this this is a the crowd will not shut up. So here we're gonna give you oh, this one off match at extreme rules to build up AJ for like someone else, for maybe like John Cena if he how, ever comes back.
2: How how much how much? Fuck it, I'm still picking Rusev. Whenever we get to the prediction series, I'm already in last. I think we've firmly established. This so is, this is
0: the anti of last year for you. You're now having a scotty year, and I'm having a pretty decent one.
2: Here's the thing, Scotty, uh, is that you care. I won the first year, so I just (laughs) this is this whole year is a victory lap.
0: I have nothing to win.
2: I have nothing to lose. Uh, Whenever we get whenever we get to next year, that's when I have to try again.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I will say, what shocked me today more than anything else was Mustache Mountain winning the NXT tag titles.
2: Which means they are that British Strong style now is fully uh fully invested in uh in the uk title scene for by the way nxt is getting a uk branch uh further further extending their monopoly of uh sports entertainment around the world
1: well as long as it's nxt i'm all right with it yeah well not only
0: that what's what was weird to me about mustache mountain winning the titles was to me i'm like didn't they just announce that nxt uk is gonna have a tag division Why not have them win the title of the NXT UK tag division?
2: Because that way they're the established favorites. And when they lose to somebody else and get brought over to NXT proper, there will be another tag team there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Speaking of tag titles, and I'm still on this because everything else that we've been talking about has kind of been a little over my head. Um, Enzo and Cass never won a tag championship.
2: Yeah, 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 no never they were, because they, there's they, no reason to give it to them. Yeah, nope. they they weren't good wrestlers. They were just really over.
1: Yeah. yeah. Also, but, a year to the day that Cass turned on Enzo is the day he got released.
0: Oh shit, I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I was at an air I was at an airport watching it on my phone, waiting for someone to come pick me up and just like Oh, cool! They're gonna announce who attacked Enzo. It's definitely big cast, but let's watch this and then Cass cut that. All right, it, it was probably the best promo he cut ever. The only one he ever cut that was decent.
1: Mm-hmm. And the, I've, I've been seeing all day today. It's like I don't understand. Cass was a good promo.
2: No, he wasn't.
1: Never no. saw that. Never no. saw.
2: Cass was a was a was a terrible promo. Like I a decent big guy not even a good big guy there are so many people that that like they can move up or take his place if you really just want a big sweaty guy lars sullivan is over there looking like a literal like neanderthal and you just bring that over we love
1: our big sweaty guys
0: see lars reminds me of braun when braun first got called up where i was just like Fuck, this dude is terrifying, and I would not... He's got that Brock Lesnar feel of, if I walk up in an alley and I see him... I'm dead. I, yeah, I'm dead. There's no way. I, I'm am I'm gone. That's all that's gonna happen.
2: Braun has the baby face underneath his beard that you can still kind of see, so whenever he showed up, I was just like, Oh, that that child is is terrifying. Whereas, like, Lars... <laughs> Whereas Lars Sullivan is like, oh, that guy might crack me open like a lobster and feast on my entrails.
0: <laughs> see, the thing with Braun that turned me around is the first time he cut a promo, and he has that fucking demonic deep voice, which he, voice. Made, he made it even worse when he was with the Wyatts. And I was like, fuck, did they change that voice? That's his real voice?
2: Yeah. See, see, see I, lady... I turned around on him when he was on the worst podcast ever. Um... You know, talking about the He's places been I pooped at. <laughs> no, the the one that's so bad that Jericho, after the last one they had, stopped. He had to stop making them.
0: Wait, which one was it? I was talking over you, I'm sorry.
2: You know how they had the, you know, talking, talking shop, talking shop would show up in uh on, oh, on Jericho the talking Network. shop on Jericho? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The last one they had, which was like last year. Yeah. Was they didn't do another one after that, even when Jericho was around. I don't know, I think Jericho left after that, um, briefly, but like hasn't tried to like do one of them. And I'm pretty sure it's just because it was so terrible.
0: <laughs> Dude, I, that was my favorite show,
1: even though it was the fucking worst show of all time. I like to think we draw a lot of inspiration from it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, we're not drunk enough.
0: Going back to no? La- going back to Lars though, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Blake, I think we were still in college when Lars got signed, and yeah. all I- yeah, and Lars had like for a week, Sasha, like a numerous different people all on Twitter were like, "This dude's amazing! This dude's so great!" And if you went to his Twitter profile, all you saw was a picture of his hand, and that was it and that's all you heard of Lars hmm. Sullivan until like earlier this year or whenever he debuted in NXT. And I was and then I was like, okay, he'll show off something soon maybe. And then finally he got a title shot. I'm like, okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. We're good. He's got it.
2: Who do you think will take the title off of uh off of Alistair?
0: Fuck, that's a tough one. Um I got to say EC3 maybe. Because they've got him on a very good winning streak, and I, I think he would be a very good get to be an NXT title holder. Cause see, I, I,
2: think, would... I think, I think, I think, I think it's gonna be Adam Cole baby. Adam Cole baby. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They'll have him drop it, drop it in some dumb way to somebody, and then he'll turn around and be like, "Why are we not going after the biggest belt?"
0: Yeah, exactly. Or even better, and something that will literally. Never fucking happened. Bobby Fish comes back from injury and is like, I'm now going to be the leader of this group and then go after the title. I'm sorry. I love Bobby Fish too much, but I know for a fact that would never happen. (laughs) See, Bobby won me over. I went to an ROH show and Bobby is the most fucking vocal tag team partner of all time. Cause he'll just be like on the side of the ring. just like, he's got tassels on his pants. Pull his tassels. I don't care what the referee says, and he'll just keep yelling random shit like that throughout the whole match.
2: He has a good time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, oh, okay. I want to know, because Dylan, you have or had a very strong opinion about Kyle O'Reilly. Has it changed? Because he has definitely shown a whole lot more character in NXT.
2: I still believe that the way that he made his transition was the dumbest fucking thing ever. Wait, um,
0: wait which which transition?
2: The transition from ROH to NXT, where he like one finished up a storyline, finally beating uh, Cole, and then was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna drop this randomly in Japan and like be oh, like a right. like being like a, a nothing champion in Ring of Honor, where I've been for forever, uh, just so okay. I can go and be." Adam Cole's bitch in mm-hmm. NXT. Uh, I appreciate that he em- he's embraced his sleazy Kyle persona. Uh, <laughs> it's
0: so good. It's my favorite.
2: Sleazy s- Kyle. Sleazy I just like, need him to s- enter the ring like he did that one time in 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 PWG. Where he like climbs the ropes from the outside to the inside next to the turnbuckle, climbs back down them on the inside, does a front flip, like really slow gets up, and then does the Rick Rude gyration. <laughs> I just I just need that. He then then he lays in the turnbuckle, like like real like Joey Ryan style, does yeah, the yeah. same, like rubbing his body. I just need that. I just need him to do it once during He's
0: such a good like as a he's definitely he's kind of like a Davey Richards, Eddie Edwards, baby face, where as a baby face, they don't get to show as much character and they kind of become typical submission wrestler dude. Mm -hmm. But as a heel, like, I'm sorry, Red Dragon might be one of my favorite heel tag teams of all time where they were just like, we're MMA hipsters. Welcome to our show. It's going to be, welcome to the fish tank. It's going to be great.
2: (laughs) Here's the thing. They were heels. I could never figure out why they were heels with the exception of the the one time that like they're, against the Bucks that they cheated, but yeah, like, yeah. the MMA dude, like, like, elbowed, like, I think, Matt or something. They weren't really heels. The only thing heelish about them was that they would actually wrestle.
0: Yeah. Well, it's the fact that they were douchebags. That's it. Like, that was a pit. That was basically trolling the ROH audience, which was just like, yeah, we know you guys, and we know what you like. We're just going to be what you don't like, so let's hang out with this. It's going to be <laughs> fun.
1: Blake, you had a thought? Oh, no. There it goes. Oh, no! Bye. Bye with... fun wrestling anecdote or thought or joke that I had. It was just gone.
0: Oh, I can see it. I can see it up in the skies next to Big Cass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's up there oh, just staring. Oh, no, wait. It's looking down like like all of the past released wrestlers. <gasps> Big Cass is with Enzo again. They're they're hugging and oh no, they're going down a toilet to hell. Oh look, how are you doing, Mister Sa- Sandow? We haven't seen you in a very
0: long time. That Liberace gimmick certainly didn't work out too well for you, did it?
1: <laughs> oh wait, it. Hey, look, at. Hey,
2: listen, listen, Scotty, we you should appreciate that gimmick. That got us on the on the cover. That got us in the pages of a pro wrestling magazine. <laughs> That's
0: right, I forgot. We what? Went?
2: We were in the background, like in the background for one of the pictures they took for his Liberace gimmick because we were like right along the rails at Impact.
0: Yeah. I I didn't know that. Yeah, I think you're in it too, Blake. Holy shit. But yeah, dude, I, I remember, I don't think it was that show. It was before he had the Liberace gimmick and he was just like, I'm Aaron Rex and you all know who I really am. So let me just be this amazing champion for, uh, for Impact. And I remember booing him like a motherfucker because, like, everyone was. Uh, And then later in the night, I saw him at, I can't remember what restaurant I went to, but there was a restaurant and, like, all the Impact wrestlers were there and I saw him walk in and I said, Hey, man, how, it's nice to meet you. And he's just like, I can tell. He's like, You were one of them motherfuckers that were booing me in the fro row. I ain't talking shit to you. And then he just walks off. am like, I'm sorry, Damien. I love you. <laughs> that was my bad. Bobby, I really like Team Road Scholars. <laughs> that, was, that was your best stuff. So.
2: Yeah. So, uh, so this is this is this is uh, this is why I cheered for Scott Steiner at that taping, <laughs> so that if I saw Big Papa Pump later, you know, you know, we could take hey! it out
1: just in case. I saw
0: you in the front row. You were booing me, weren't you, little little punk? You would tower over Scott Steiner, and he would still call you a little punk the whole time.
2: Yes. It's part of the reason why I like Scott Steiner. Like, his crazy is almost endearing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know who else is endearing, guys? Us? Well, no. I was gonna say our lovely patrons over at patreon.com slash BS. That's right. They're lazy. more
1: than endearing. They're fucking saints.
0: They're saints. They're members of the BS Moon Marines over at patreon.com slash a load of bs where you can donate help out all the shows fight boys fun fiction opposite attractions all of the shows they need your support and we do have perks over there for you our official discord you can join you would get shouted out on a load of bs all these fantastic things waiting for you over at patreon.com slash a load of bs which means boys it's now time it's now time to turn it over to everybody's favorite commentators, Silver Spoon and Captain Tibbs, for another episode of JWF Monday Night War. Oh, is Dylan? Li- Dylan, are you just leaving?
2: I have to be up in five hours, Scotty. Yeah, yeah. I tried to get the
0: D- Dylan. Okay, before you leave, what did you learn this week, D?
2: Um. <sighs> shit happens when you party naked. That's why I wear socks. Welcome,
0: ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by one bad mother and an absentee father. It's Captain Tibbs.
1: I failed in both departments.
0: (laughs) You're really terrible at it, Tibbs. Now, Tibbs, let me tell you something. We are coming off the heels of, uh, well, I'll say it, uh, not the best time to cash in the bag. We usually try to run them against uh, Vince's shows but apparently we missed the mark by a week.
1: I completely forgot. I'm still on m- oh, pre-Gregorian calendars, you know.
0: Oh, okay, obviously. Well, Tim's, I mean, but we had absolutely we had some amazing stuff happen. We had the cash in the bag match where of course we saw brunch boy Baron Corbin win The cash in the back briefcase, absolutely fantastic match. We saw Blake Tanner defeat Scotty Moore in one of the most vicious last man standing or or vicious falls count anywhere matches I've ever seen in my life. And then, of course, we saw your boy, Canada Charlie, actually defend his title successfully against the Lumberjacks, something I don't think any of us ever thought would happen. Nope. (laughs) That's right, Tibbs, but of course. The, w- the JWF, we're just we're we're like a ball, we're a rolling stone. We keep on rolling, baby. We keep going, and that's why Canada Charlie's about to have him a new number one contender in this number one contender triple threat match. And it actually looks like we have Mojo Gruff, the vo- Voodoo Man from the Bayou, taking on the Lumberjack, and then uh oh no, Hibbs. Tibbs, he's not done anything since he's been here. Why why would you give him an opportunity for the number one contender?
1: You shut up and say his name, damn it.
0: Uh, it's, it's the fucking Hammer Man. All right, so we Hammer got... Hammer
1: Man. Hammer Man. <laughs> Hammer Man. Hammer Son. Hammer oh. Man.
0: Oh, but it looks like Lumberjack actually is not a big fan of the Hammer Man himself bowling him over with a huge shoulder tackle. Oh, but wait mojo gruff jumping on the back of the beast attempting to lock in a sleeper hold ooh but the lumberjack immediately tossing gruff to the ground actually tossing him on top of Hammerman. it looks like the lumberjack trying to stack up some flapjacks as it were oh and the monster among trees picking up both competitors oh my god it looks like he's going for a lumberjack slam on both of them look at the strength tips
1: oh it's a lovely interesting thing to see get the fuck up Hammerman.
0: that's right oh but wait mojo gruff narrowly wiggling his way off of jack's back hitting a big drop kick sending lumberjack into the ropes and oh my god Hammerman man flying to the outside oh no it looks like mojo going for a big move bouncing off the ropes going for a big clothesline oh but the massive man picking mojo off and sending him to the outside where he lands on the Hammerman. it looks like these two smaller men i mean tibs in a match like this when you have this massive beast like the lumberjack what can you do
1: well you divide and conquer
0: that's right well i would say probably better advice if they joined alliances but
1: well no i'm sorry i meant to say you divide and get conquered
0: oh okay i'm sorry all right it looks like uh the lumberjack trying to get to the outside to take it to bring one of these boys in but wait a minute the two smaller men make their way into the ring as the Lumberjack gets out of the ring. And, ooh, a big double baseball slide onto the Beast, knocking him down onto one knee. It looks like Hammerman rushing out and tossing the Lumberjack into the ring where Mojo lays in wait. And it looks like he's actually grabbing l- the Lumberjack for a... No way, Tibbs, is he going for a suplex? Yeah. There's no way, Mojo Gruff, that small man, there's no way he can lift up the Lumberjack. Oh. But this man might provide some help. Hammerman, getting next to Mojo. And it looks like these two men picking Lumberjack up off of his feet. Lumberjack wiggling. Oh, and Lumberjack reverses. Showing his strength once again as he picks up both of these men. And hits a double suplex onto these two small gentlemen. It looks like the Lumberjack trying to end this one fast as he picks up both men once again. Oh, and hits a big running Lumberjack slam onto both of them. Going for a pin. One, two. Oh, my God. Tim's! what's going on? Looks like some crazed fan has rushed the ring, hitting the lumberjack with a chair. And unfortunately, it looks like the referee Shibata having to call the match. It's a DQ. More chair shots laying, raining down onto the lumberjack. But wait a minute. He's now hitting the hammer man and Mojo Gruff as well. Who is this person? Oh, my God. Oh my god, it's him, the Dylan. We haven't seen the Dylan since he was defeated by Honeypot a few weeks ago, but it looks like he's returned in extravagant fashion, taking out all of these men in this match. Tibbs, what are you going to do about this?
1: Well, on the one hand, this is a horrible, abhorrent behavior, canceling a match like this, causing a DQ, but uh, I'm also a little bit happy that his immortal soul has not been rended from his body.
0: That's right. Wait a minute, what's he doing now? It looks like he's actually set the Lumberjack up in a corner and now tossing the Hammer Man and Mojo Gruff into corners as well. What's he doing? Oh, my God, he's doing it, Tibbs. He's got him set up for it. The sick dick kick. Oh, straight to the undercarriage of Mojo Gruff and the Voodoo Man rolling to the outside, grabbing at his nethers. And now he's turned around, and, oh, a sick dick kick to the Hammer Man for his troubles, and now, oh, my God. Oh my god, he's rushed towards the lumberjack, and oh my god, it's not just one, but two, three, three sick dick kicks in a row to that massive man, rolling out of the ring and paint. Tibbs, this is horrifying. Dylan's gone insane. We've got our medical staff coming out to ringside to attend to these injured men. Dylan just running up the ramp, smiling. What, what's going on?
1: Well, just another fire Old Tibbs is going to have to put out.
0: That's right, Tibs. But I mean, of course, speaking of people running into matches, last week on JWF Monday Night War, we got to see as the Rat Ratsenshin ran into Brunch Boy Baron Corbin's match, assisting the Brunch Boy and stopping Guy Fieri from making his way into the cash-in-the-bag match. I mean, Tibbs, just imagine if the Rat Ratsenshin hadn't come out, Guy Fieri may have won that match, and that means the king of Flavortown, he could possibly be the Mr. Cash-in-the-bag right now, but... But thanks to that rat sension, a lot's changed.
1: Indeed it has. Tag division is in a deep, dark place.
0: That's right, but of course, let's not forget the rat cinchion, of course, were chased away by Johnny Bananas and his brother Joey Pajamas, the tag team known as Bananas and Pajamas, coming out to save them. A a move that I think shocked both me and you.
1: Surprising enough that these Pajama Banana Men are still here.
0: (laughs) That's right, Tibbs. And they're actually backstage with one of our top interviewers, and I think he's got a question for him. Hello, everybody. Don the Don McDonald here with Bananas in Pajamas. Now, gentlemen, last week on Monday Night War, you came out, you saved Guy Fieri from a vicious beatdown at the hands of the Rat sentient. I mean, what led to this sudden change of heart for
1: you two gentlemen? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know something, McDonald? I, I wouldn't exactly call what we did last week a, a change of heart, you see. What we did was, uh, getting revenge on those, uh, nasty rat boys over there for taking a spot that we, we would call our own. You know, uh, me and Joey, we's from, we's from the mean streets of Brooklyn. And, uh, let me tell you what we do with rats down there. We stomp on them, all right? And I don't care how many rats we have to stomp on... To get to our rightful place in the top of the JWF Tag Division. Alright, you hear me now? You see, we've been lying in wait, waiting, watching. And for months on end, just waiting for that spot to get for bananas and pajamas to have their time in the sun. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're, we're done waiting for that spot. We're taking it. We're taking it straight from the rat sentience.
0: Yeah, yeah, you see, you see, Johnny and I, we're simple guys. We like to party, like to go out, drink some Jager bombs, get some Jager bombs with the ladies, and we like to have a good time. And the rat sentient have been uh, a rating on our parade, so to speak. You see, we gotta come into the locker room smelling like a million bucks, covered from head to toe in X, a body spray. And then... Those punk sentient pukes come in and stink up the whole joint just like they stink up the entire JWF mm-hmm. tag team mm-hmm. a division. Mm-hmm. 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 I, I mean, I mean, look here, Johnny, Johnny, how are we, me and you, these handsome mug right here, how are we supposed to go out to the
1: bars and hit on the ladies where we're just at the proverbial bottom of the JWF barrel? Exactly, Joey. Yeah, yeah, hey, Bubba Boy, you remember last week? Oh, I remember last week. Yeah, we tried to get that one dame from Yonkers, told her we was wrestlers. She had no idea who we were. Had them Honkers from Yonkers. That's what it said, and that's also why she threw your, your drink in your face, but that's all right. That's besides the point. That's why we're making sure that everyone knows who we are. We're going to be the top dogs of the JWF Tag Division. There's no oh, ifs, oh. hands, and buts about that. Oh, 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 rough, 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 baby boy. I mean, you know, Joey and I always look good when we come to the ring. Re-. We got on our Zubaz. We got on our nice little trunks. We got those Beats by Dree. We got our gold chains. We got, oh, we got everything. We all decked out from head to toe. But, you know, the one piece of gold that we are missing... Is that little bit around our waists. And I'm talking about the JWF Tag Team Championships.
0: That's right, boys. So, Red Cension, hold on to those belts with everything you got. I want you to go to bed and snuggle with your belts. I want you to take beds with your belts. I want you to make sure you spend some quality time with that merchandise. Because old BNP here... We're going to rip away those precious titles from you The first chance we get And we're going to prove to all these beautiful ladies These honkies from Yonkers That there's only one name in tag team wrestling And that name is Bananas in Pajamas Well, thank thanks for your time all right, Tibbs. Well, I mean, it looks like if you need a number one contender for the tag titles, it looks like you got one.
1: I didn't understand a single thing they said, but I like it.
0: That's right. I mean, it looks like they—they they said they hadn't changed their hearts, but they seem a little bit more. I mean, we're seeing a new side of them. We're seeing their fun-loving mm-hmm. boys. They like to party, like to have a good time. And What's I, a
1: Yonkers? <laughs>
0: I actually do not know that well, Tibbs. I mean, that may just be a colloquialism from, from New York. It's, it's a Poughkeepsie expression, I believe. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, but Tibbs, I mean, we've been talking about the JWF title. We're talking about the captain's title. But I think we need to talk about the most important title of them all. And that is, of course, the JWF championship. And, of course, at Cash in the Bag, we saw... We saw Blake Tanner in an absolutely brutal match, brutalize Scotty Moore to a point where he had to be shipped off to a local medical facility to have his wounds tended to. After the match, I mean, they said his back was nearly broken. He's been having to walk around in a neck brace. So I got to ask, what's next for Blake Tanner?
1: Uh, now listen, if there's anything I know about him, about Blake Tanner, he's going to get up and he's going to keep defending that championship until he's dead.
0: That's right. And so, I mean, who knows who's going to be next to... Oh, wait. I didn't didn't think Scotty Moore was in the arena tonight, Tibbs. I mean, what's what's Scotty Moore doing? Scotty Moore coming out to the ring right now. Looks like he's grabbing a microphone, and he does not look happy. All right. Okay, everybody. Just sit down, shut up, and listen. Put down your damn cell phones. Quit snapping pictures. I know I'm pretty, but right now you need to sit down, shut up, and listen. I was robbed at cash in the back. You can all try your best to support Blake Tanner and everything that he did to me, but the truth is that match never made it into the ring, which means that match never officially started. You see, Blake came out and assaulted me during my entrance and didn't relent until he threw me off of one of those production trucks nearly 20 feet to the ground. You see Blake Tanner almost killed me at cash in the bag and you idiots out there are sitting by and cheering that. Your champion is a psychopath. A, a, almost almost a killer. And you still cheer him. You know you know see I thought I thought Captain Tibbs I thought he was going to be the honorable man that I know he is and restart that match, send people after us to get us in the ring to make it the wrestling match that it deserved to be. But no, Tibbs let it happen. He let that psychopath lay an all-out assault on me, nearly breaking my back and ending my career, and yet Tibbs, Tibbs sat by idly and didn't do a damn thing. You know, I thought guys like Canada, Charlie, and the Dylan, you know, I thought they were crazy for what they would say about Tibbs. But now, I see the light. I see that Tibbs is just an old, vengeful son of a bitch. Because, you see, Tibbs is more than willing to let Blake Tanner have the title. He's more than willing to let Blake Tanner hold on to that gold and have the spotlight because... You see, Tibbs knows that he could beat Blake Tanner at any instant. Tibbs knows that in the annals of history, he'll always be better than Blake Tanner. But Tibbs also knows that he'll never be better than me. So that's why he does whatever it takes to keep talented guys like me and Dylan away from that title. He's jealous of someone taking that coveted spot at the top that captain tibbs has had a monopoly on for so long but you see unlike dylan i'm actually gonna do something about this that's why i'm staging a sit-in in the middle of this ring and i refuse to leave until i get what i deserve that means no more fun matches for you out in the crowd no more seeing the lumberjack no more seeing any of your favorite superstars until i get what i want and that's an apology from Tibbs, the firing of Blake Tanner, and the JWF championship around my waist. Well, Tibbs, it looks like Scotty Moore is thrown down the gauntlet. He's refusing to move, I do
1: Here, give me that microphone, let's go. Oh, oh well, we'll
0: no, it looks thing. like Tibbs is, Tibbs is making an announcement.
1: Mm-mm. Oh, Scotty, Scotty, are you comfortable? You're sitting out there. Hey, let me come down there chill with you for a second. You want a drink? i get you something from catering if you want. Uh, How about uh, i get you a little glass. It's empty. So you can fill it up with all your pity party tears. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Old Tibbs has got something right in his hand for you. It's it's the world's smallest violin. I'm going to play it so you can cry a little bit more. So you can have your fun little sob stories here. here. Listen... Listen up boy, I understand what you're saying, you might be right. That match never made it to the ring, and as a result, Blake Tanner remained the JWF Champion. And he did exactly what he had to do, that was pay you back for the months and months of horrible shit you put him through. You had to pay your penance for the abuse that you laid down upon him. So yeah, maybe we did let that match go a little bit too far, but that's the business. Do you understand me? If you can't handle that, then you can get out of this damn ring and never come back. Maybe I did let Blake Tanner beat you within an inch of your life, and maybe you know what? Maybe I liked seeing, do you get what you deserved? So no, Tibbs is not apologizing for Blake Tanner's actions. And he's not firing him or even suspending him. And I'm most certainly not putting my company's most coveted title around the waist of some sore little loser who only comes to the ring and cries and complains. You lost. You get over it, and you come back next week for the next match. Because that's the hard truth about this business, Scotty Moore. You're going to lose. Tibbs is lost. Momoa Curry's lost. All the greats, we've all lost a time or two. So listen up, Scotty. I'm going to give you one more shot. I'm going to give you a chance. To wipe off this facade of the little sore loser that you got going on here. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and nut up or shut up. And this match is going to take place next week against my newest signee to the JWF. I'm going to give you a match against a man who... Oh, I'm sorry, There must have been a little problem there with the, with the technical booth. Uh, hold on, that was a little weird. Let me start over. Microphones don't usually glitch like that. Anyway, I'm saying you're going to be facing a man who... Um, damn, I'm sorry. I am keep getting interrupted here. This is real embarrassing. I usually hold myself up to a higher standard of professionalism, but I got no idea what's going on. Let me, let's try one more time you're going to be facing a man who has had just one request. Feed me more.
0: Oh, my God, and Ryback coming out of nowhere, nailing a vicious meat hook clothesline to the back of Scotty's head, and the former number one contender is leveled on the ground. Oh, and it looks like Ryback backing up into that corner as the crowd around him chanting, Feed me more. Feed me more. And he is prepping for another devastating meat hook clothesline. Scotty slowly <laughs> making his way back to his feet. But wait. Dunks the clothesline rushing out of the ring. Looks like the infamous run rushing up the ramp in a panic. As Ryback just pumping his arms along with the crowd. The crowd is incensed. Chanting feed me more. Tibbs. This is phenomenal. Uh, this I mean, I, I never thought you'd be a big fan of Ryback. But, I mean, you brought him in.
1: Yeah, I thought there was a little bit more money left in this guy.
0: (laughs) That's right, Tibbs.
1: Big old baby man with big old fight muscles.
0: That's right. It looks like next week we're going to have Scotty Moore versus Ryback in a number one contenders match. This is going to be absolutely phenomenal, Tibbs.
1: You bet your ass it is. I've been waiting for this one for a while. I'm happy that it turned out well. Mm -hmm, That's right,
0: Tibbs. Well, I guess if you guys want to find out what happens between Scotty Moore and Ryback, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF. Monday night war. So, Blakey T, it's been an episode, my boy.
1: Oh yeah,
0: it's been a really good episode. Tibbs <laughs> might have cut the best promo of his life. Tibbs had some Mick Foley shit going on there. <laughs> He's like, listen here, my friend. So, but the most important
1: question is, what did you learn this week? Um, I learned that the only way to get ready for a New Japan pay-per-view is drinking so much coffee you have to shit your brains out
2: during a tag match
0: <laughs> exactly and i learned that no matter what we do on this podcast damien sandow will be looking down upon us from heaven with disapproving eyes because i booed him in that one cna match oh, uh, oh but uh dylan can be found on twitter at sexy chucky as always ladies and gentlemen
1: uh where can they find you blakey t you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me the same on Instagram or other things, I guess, that are social media. Um, you can also find me doing other shows on the BS Network and also on the Darkroom Video, That's Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A. That's right. You can find me on
0: Twitter at Scotty ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And make sure to buy all my books on Amazon. There's Queasel Corp. Queasel Corp Risen. Queasel Corp Revelations. And of course, BS versus the Gods. If you want to read a book about me and Blake getting together, fighting off vicious gods, make sure to check all that out. And I'm actually going to have the audiobook available soon, so you guys can check that out on Audible. But like Blake said, this ain't the only show we do. Make sure to go to a load of purebs.com and check out the other shows, like A Load of BS, where me and Blake are just kind of dicks and talk about random shit for an hour. Or Fun Fiction, where me and my friend Brenna Clark break down some of our favorite movies and TV shows and then read fan fiction about it. And then, of course, Opposite Attractions, where me and my buddy Jim Murphy, we build our own theme park, and it is absolutely a glorious, ladies and gentlemen. But for now, just remember to go to merch.alotofpurebs.com, pick you up some Fight Boys merch, and donate to the Patreon. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at alotofpurebs.com step up to the merch table at merch.alotapurebs.com find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon subscribe on YouTube and remember to follow us on Twitter at FightboyShowChuckTaylor or Luke Gallows this week because when you're a fight boy, you're
1: a fight boy for life!